0: More on the national front. A big vote in Ohio took place earlier this week, and then uh, we're starting to hear about the argument that will be given in Donald Trump's defense with some of these uh, cases that they're going to be looking at over the next year. To talk about uh, these more national issues, I bring on David Shanzer, Duke political science professor. David, thanks for being on the show. Hi, Nate. Let's first talk about that Ohio vote. Uh Give us a uh, description of what all the Ohioans voted on last night. I understand it was a uh, basically every voter in the state was able to go and vote on a certain issue.
1: Yes, uh, so there was a you know a referendum uh, ordered by the state legislature uh, that would have changed the Ohio Constitution uh, so that any future referendum. Uh, Uh, That passed would have to do so by a supermajority vote, a 60% uh, vote, where currently it's a 50 50. Uh, And and this was uh, charged, uh, the argument was that uh, they were trying to make this change to make it more difficult for a a referendum that had already qualified for the ballot in November uh, that would make abortion a constitutional right in Ohio. Uh, uh, would make it much harder for that referendum to pass.
0: So right now, for that referendum for abortion to pass when election cycle comes, it just needs 50% plus one vote, but the referendum that was turned down last night would have required 60%, right?
1: That's correct.
0: So, that's, yeah, it's that's digging more into the lines. If you first look at the topic and see that there is a potential change to their constitution, you'd go, oh, okay, so this didn't go for it. But yeah, definitely the abortion issue was the backbone for why they had this vote. Uh,
1: yes, I, I, I think so. I think it shows the strength of the um, pro abortion rights uh, argument uh, in, within the electorate. Matter of fact, I saw some polling done recently that showed that as much as thirty percent of voters now would favor uh, abortion rights with absolutely no restrictions uh, at all. So, late-term abortions, uh, abortions without, let's say, getting the consent of the parents. So that suggests I'm not making arguments whether that's a good or bad thing. I'm just trying to uh, show evidence that this is a very argument for many a lot of voters and the pro-abortion rights sentiment seems to be growing
0: do we know where Ohio sits when this vote comes around do we expect them to make it enshrined into their constitution or do we expect this effort to fail
1: well I mean that that really remains to be seen uh, uh, not necessarily all voters who voted yesterday it's almost the 60 percent to voting against the new referendum, not necessarily all of them were motivated by abortion. Matter of fact, I think uh, this vote also reflects not only strong abortion rights uh, support, uh, but also concerns about democracy. Uh, I think a lot of the voters were saying, we care about democracy. Uh, This kind of reeks of fun and games and uh, not allowing the people to have their say. Uh, By trying to increase the the vote threshold. And it just seemed, um, you know, like uh, like the legislature wasn't playing it straight with the voters. And I think they reacted uh, very poorly uh, to that idea. And that's another reason that drove the defeat of the referendum last night.
0: And whether the vote is about abortion or it's about sports gambling or marijuana or whatever the topic could possibly be, I think everyone can appreciate when the state puts up to a vote to the general public on one of these huge issues for the whole public to decide.
1: Well, sure. And, um, you know, we've seen actually some instances in other states where a referendum has passed and then the legislature has uh, has tried to not follow uh, the will of the voters. Uh, either. And, you know, that also seems uh, anti-democratic, um, thinking about the, the referendum in, in Missouri to, to raise the minimum wage and the referendum in uh, Florida to allow felons who have uh, finished their, you know, uh, completed their sentence uh, to vote. So this is happening in a lot of places, and I think Ohio voters uh, just kind of said, you know, no, we're going to gonna stick with uh, democracy.
0: Speaking with David Chanzer he's a Duke political science professor. A bit of a transition here. Donald Trump's defense. Starting to uh, hear a lot of rumors that they're going to say that it's a free speech issue with uh, what the one of the indictments that's up against them. And I understand you've written an op-ed recently about this.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think the free speech argument is uh, is very strong. I think it's uh, it's it's meant politically. I think uh, it helps the. Uh, Trump try to rally voters to his side by saying, you know, I, I was only speaking my mind and, and that's why all this happened. I, and, uh, you know, and, and and it's totally true that Trump had every right to go out. He could say that the election was stolen. he could say that, uh, that Biden didn't win, uh, that there was massive fraud uh, and so on. Uh, but that's not really what the indictment is about. If he had If he had just made those statements publicly, you know, we wouldn't have a criminal indictment. What the indictment is about was a series of actions uh, that he took, statements he made privately to people he was working with, including his co-conspirators. that was a trying to essentially set up a scheme uh, to reverse the lawful results of the 2020 election. That's why he's being charged criminally, not because of uh, political speech that he was making.
0: And those are details that supposedly will come out in court, whether we eventually get to see them or not. That uh, Jack Smith and his crew—they supposedly have this evidence, and that's why they were able to make the indictment.
1: Well, the indictment, I think, is uh, 40 pages, and a lot of the evidence. They don't have to put all the evidence in the indictment, but a lot of the evidence that they're going to rely on uh, is already uh, set forth uh, in, in that indictment, which is a which is a public record. Uh, and, of course, the trial will be an open and public uh, trial uh, as well. Uh, now, it's true, a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the evidence is things that Trump said, but uh, lots of crimes, especially crimes like conspiracy, where you're planning and plotting, or things like fraud, uh, involve speech, but it's not protected speech.
0: Just how important are some of the people who are going to testify in this court case? Just how vital is that going to be?
1: Uh, well, uh, yeah, first word that he has, uh, six co-conspirators. Uh, we don't know if they're going to be charged or might ultimately cooperate. Uh, John Eastman, one of the lawyers who was, uh, working with him, Rudy Giuliani, others, are they going to flip and, uh, and then come and cooperate with the government or are they going to take the fifth? Uh, and therefore, uh, they wouldn't testify. Will the government give them immunity? So, they are forced to come and testify uh, in the trial. And of course, there's the question of whether Vice President Pence uh, is a key witness. He testified before the grand jury. So, I imagine that the government would plan on bringing uh, the vice president to testify actually against the president.
0: It'll be wild when we get there, that's for sure. David Shanzer, (laughs) thank you so much.
1: Okay, bye now. Thank you.